Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 274, combining the joys of lack of vision and vomiting. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, John Richards. Hello, listener. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Because uh, this, this episode is delayed. For those yes. listening in the future, this episode has been delayed by a couple of days. Uh, and Three, four. A few days. No, a couple, couple of days. It's usually Monday night that we record, and it's, it's Wednesday night now. Uh, and that's uh, largely because Triple uh, R are doing their uh, the, the training at the moment. You can do training courses at, at 3 Triple R and learn how to make excellent radio, like we used to know how to do. I think it might have been about more busy people around on uh, Monday night. Let's, right. just, yes, let's, yes, just say, was, let's just say, let's just say, studio you know, was booked for training. Studio was <laughs> booked for training, and uh, said. and and also uh, Monday night uh, uh, was the uh, the the kickoff launch, if you will, for this year's Triple R Radiothon, where you listeners get to give Triple R money for being excellent. We could give them money too. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do yeah. give them money, and uh, and and we as box cutters have also given them money. We have uh, yeah, and, and because you they're excellent. They're excellent. And, they they and are a great radio station. You get to choose your destination and choose the destination of your donations. I got the um, I got the copy of the trip uh, turned up in the mail, and, and and I thought you know I might be old school and fill in the form to resubscribe, mm-hmm. and it does say which show do you want to subscribe to. So I'm going to write box, box cutters, cutters in just to see what happens. I don't I don't know if it's counted. It might be like Jedi on the it's census. It's not on the list. All. It's it's not on the it's not oh, on the list. Did you know? You can hang get on, hang on, hang on. Can we? Can we go back yeah. to it's not on the uh, list. It's, it's not on the list, but Triple R do take note of it. So if you if, if you do want to support box cutters and Triple R with the same bit of money, by all means, say box cutters. Get it written in the uh, in the notes of your subscription, and Triple R take note of it. And you know, smile at us when we come in. It means that we're not just the uh, not the, being out of the building yeah, anymore. Scum sucking burdens on their electrical bill. Just make sure that the phone answerer doesn't talk you out of. Oh, there's no such show as box. Cutters. I can't find a place to write it in. Yeah, no. Yeah, they do talk like that. It's weird. I know, and but that's part of the training. It's part of the training. Oh, they train them to talk like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never realised. Yeah. This week on Box Cutters, we are going to be talking about. Well, you know what? Heaps of news. So we've actually just split the news into three segments, but it's all just news and uh, a review of uh, of Franklin and Bash, a new show from TNT. Something Not to be confused with Suits, which I think we should maybe uh, review next week. Yes. Uh, Easily, but not. We've also got uh, Amazing Race in a minute. We've got some letters to box cutters. We've got one thing. We've got pork with the excellent Toby Halligan in the house. Uh, we've, we're we're going to talk. There might be a Ray Watch. There might not. Uh, yep. There's uh, there's. We're going to talk about the ABC cuts. Uh, we're going to talk about some programming updates. We are going to, of course, kick things off with the box cutters news. <laughs> I was going to just tell Brett the running list because he's uh, he's, he's listed right. out. So, so it's going to go news and then Franklin Bash and then programming, and then Ray Watch, then ABC cuts, then Amazing Race. I'll start then in letters. the Kia B and watch you for the uh, yeah, just for watch you for the changes. changes. Yeah, all right, you got that. Yeah. Good. Hey, Ozstar, three weeks in a row. Ting. 
They win the Box Cutters Medal of three weeks in a row. I'll start in the news again this week because uh, they have admitted to the ACCC that its customer contracts were misleading and that they may have intentionally misled Indigenous communities into uh, subscribing to uh, to uh, programs, to, to services that they did not need. Okay, but well, did, did not well, need though, not could not get. I just want to check how how dodgy we're talking. But. Well, it's okay. So so they went around to uh, to uh, people's houses. Right. They do they did the door knocks, and and said, "Would you like to subscribe to Ozstar? It is wonderful. You do get all of these channels, but just failed this small tiny amount. Failed to mention that after three months." The trial of all of these channels ran out, and you were automatically billed all of this. Was oh, it three months or thirty days? Oh, whatever. Yeah, it was. Right. It was a misleading amount of time. Mm-hmm. So, so they were subscribing for the the basic cable rate, uh, getting all of the channels, and uh, it would get to the end of the trial period. And at that point, uh, given their uh, their automatic billing, uh, they would get charged at the Full luxury cable oh, Okay, so it doesn't just cut off the channels you can't no. get anymore. No. It actually just raises the amount of money you're paying. Yeah. Mm. Okay, and that was dodgy. <laughs> yeah, pa- apparently, yes. <laughs> right. Well, they were, they were giving them... Uh, so so the value of the amount you'll pay over the, the term of this contract is mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And that was at the, the basic cable rate. But they were getting and charged even, much more. And, and what, what amazes me about this is even with misleading poor communities... Because uh, it was, I, I think, I think it was in Indigenous and low-income communities. So even with misleading the poor and exploiting people's ignorance or innocence, mm-hmm. Ostar is still losing money hand over fist. And also, the, the Ostar have admitted to this then, because that's interesting. Yes, yes, I yes. They would, they, have, they would have tried to say, "Oh no, that's people just don't remember." We did tell them it's all in the fine print. Blah blah blah. No, they've admitted to the uh, to the ACCC that people may have been doing this. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, you know good on them, good on them for for for, for owning up. Mm. Sure, can Why I not? mention very briefly in relation to that? Not TV, but I thought it was interesting. There mm. was a report the other day about um, an inquiry into mobile phone tariffs, mm. and one of the things that's come down is that um, they've put out the word "cap" when used in mobile phone plans means the opposite of what it means in any other potential usage. So if you say it's a $30 cap, that would usually mean that's the most you would pay. Yes. Except in a mobile phone contract, what it means, it's the least you will pay. The words yes, it, it does mean that, but you've got around about $600 worth of calls before you go no, but beyond the cap. No, but a cap is, is, yeah. is, is, is meant is, to be a cap. And it was just interesting yeah. that it was, it was because you read that in a bit of paper and go, Actually, yes, that's what the word means. Isn't it weird that for like a decade or more we've all just accepted this unless complete it's, opposite definition of the word? Unless it's in hand. Yeah, then it's a thing you wear in your head. Or, no, no, not, or not, your hand. Yeah, no, a cap in hand. <laughs> that's a it's, hand cap. Oh, a hand cap. Yeah. Often called a glove. That's the one. <laughs> uh, now, speaking of, uh, of ta- you know, mobile phones, and uh, all right, this is where I'm going with this. Are you go ready? On, go on, Are you ready? Go on, mobile, segue. mobile phones. Yeah. Mobile phones. Yeah. Transmitted via towers. Television also transmitted via towers. No, no, I've got a better one. You should go, mobile phones often use the 3G network. But what about the 3D network? <laughs> With more information, <gasps> here's John. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Um, so, in, today, in this week's 3D news, now we've been pushing 3D as being... It was good, though, wasn't it? It was good. That was, I'm, I'm a genius. That, that's almost up with the uh, the Kafka gag I made during the Muppet presentation, <laughs> which I'm still stupidly proud of. Anyway, um, 
the uh, 3D news. So there's, there's two interesting bits of 3D news this week, and they actually managed to cancel each other out, which is yeah. quite exciting. So I'll start with, with, with what we've got in the second one here. This is from Variety. It says, Panasonic, Samsung, and Sony plan to collaborate with Xpand... Expand 3D, develop a new technology standard for active 3D glasses. And this is for television, new sort of way of seeing television, but still with glasses from the sound of it. They're, but, they're, okay, so this is some, some important backstory yeah. here. Uh, active 3D versus passive 3D. Passive 3D is what you get at the cinema mm-hmm. when, uh, when, when you go and you just use their like polarized glasses yep. or, or something like you that. You don't have to turn them on. Yeah. No, no. They don't, they don't but use batteries. But do, you can't do polarized from a television, I'm thinking, because it's a, it's a way of projecting light that but you involves can, two different... You can do passive 3D from television. Mm-hmm. It, is, uh, it is more difficult than, than in the cinema because you've got a, a much smaller range. Uh, but active 3D actually uh, turns off one eye and turns on the other eye in sync with the television. Right. So right. it uses like Bluetooth or something to to synchronize to effectively. Like yes, effectively. Right. E- effectively making a disco for your eyes. So these guys are trying to remove the electronic disco for your eyes and move towards the kind of thing you would wear in a cinema. No. 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 These these guys love the love the idea of active, but they all have different. Protocols. If you've for got a Sony three D TV, you can't use, use it on your Panasonic. No, or your Samsung. So so the idea is then they all want to be in step with the same kind of glasses. Yes. Right. So they're putting a lot of work into that. Meanwhile, Which, in Australia, TV chiefs quietly mothball three D plans, according to the Courier Mail, and says broadcasting groups have confirmed three D TV transmitters have been removed from transmission towers. The Australian Communications and Media Authority, or ACMA, has also received no further applications for three D TV trials, even though the trans- transmission channel would remain active until December. You know why that is, John? Why there are six cameras total in Australia? Well, this that is the can, other thing too. Can shoot 3D, but, which was why the replay of the grand final last year wasn't in 3D. But there are going to be 3D uh, cameras at uh, Rugby World Cup. There are going to be 3D the, the cameras at the, two, at the 2012. You, you could still theoretically as long as it's not on the same day. 3D from somewhere else though, but it does. Say, um, so broadcast one managing director uh, Darren Kersop Pearson. Confirmed the 3D transmitters used to broadcast 3D coverage of the State of Union and FIFA World Cup last year have been removed. So this is... We're not talking about the filming of it here, though, Brad. We're talking about the transmission of it. They're even giving up on the concept of transmitting anyone else's 3D feed. Technically, it can be done, Mr. Kersop Pearson said. The antennas are still there, but they require a separate 3D transmitter to send those uh, broadcasts. It's probably a case of economics. It's not cheap, especially just for a couple of weeks. Basically, people are saying 3D TV might be a fad. But also, that kind of talks back that. To, to your original uh, uh, story there. Uh, it, it seems to me that, that uh, who are they, Panasonic, Samsung and, and Sony, <laughs> might be trying to uh, salvage something from their, uh, their development and the, the thousands of 3D glasses, I'm assuming, they've got stockpiled after everybody stopped buying 3D TVs when we started getting stories about soon you'll have 3D TV without having to wear the glasses. I want that chess game from Star Wars. Yes. That's what I want. Yeah. But it does seem that, yeah, I mean, no one... That's not a TV, though. Oh. But I don't know. I mean, certainly in this article, again, they say With that one, you actually actually get little tiny uh, uh, living characters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, Well, they're not people. They're not humans. You remember that chess set. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. But I mean, as in there were active things. Although now I'm thinking you could just do it with people. You know, just sure. Or shrink them down with your shrink ray. people, and you know. Or I could just get an R two unit. I yeah. could just get an R two unit and carry Fisher. 
Yeah. Because yeah, that also Carrie works. Fisher. She's yeah. often here. So there you go. 3D TV. Some people want you to buy it. Other people have given up on it. I, yeah. I gave up on it. Yeah. What did, what did you do, John? I never started, but yeah. Right. I'm, I'm not keen. Uh, now, in the, in the US, Brett. Yes. The, uh, the, the CBS network have come together with the Nielsen ratings system. Oh. And got... Sounds like a conspiracy. And got... <laughs> Goes all the way to the top. <laughs> Do tell. Go on. All the way to the top, uh, and and they uh, they got a whole bunch of people to fill out surveys that uh, now tell them exactly who watches what show and what those people like. They're surveying them. Yeah. So, now, so is it just the stuff that they're watching live? This is this is what I don't understand from it. Now, that's pretty much all the information that the uh, that, that the article has is that they they gave them a survey and now they know that if if you like watching uh, L.A. Law, you also enjoy Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's they they know these things about you because that's what Kentucky Fried Chicken likes to advertise on. No, because so that's what saying the, its actual name these days. That's what the people who filled out the survey oh. say. So, so they they've done this really really thorough survey to counter what John and I were talking about uh, back when and we went to Channel, Channel Nine, Nine. Uh, about how TV has no way of targeting niche audiences. It's all very scattergun. So they went and excuse me. Gutter language. <laughs> you scattergun. Scattergun. Uh, I like that. Distracted now by language. Uh, th- they spent all this money doing all this research into what people who like their shows also like. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Google. Well, they don't have done this already. That's why I found it a bit weird. Because reading the article, it is a bit vague as to how many people and how accurate this is. Had they never thought of doing this yeah, before? It seems like they standard market research. Well, I would have thought, yeah, a market research company, surely the other way around has done that. You know, ringing up for KFC to find out what TV shows you like or whatever. I would have thought there'd be a... I would have thought that information wouldn't have been that difficult. Or just analyse the grease on the... Uh, on the Nielsen survey booklet exactly. whenever, when it gets returned. Exactly. Is that McDonald's grease or KFC grease? <laughs> I thought that uh, they were going to have something radical like uh, like a little diary that people filled in for uh, <laughs> for viewer uh, stats rather than the people meters, which uh, can can be gamed Cause so, you, you know, so easily, you, as we have in radio surveys here. You know, that's, um, that's why they still have sweeps weeks. Because those are the weeks that people fill out their little diaries uh-huh. in the US. Oh, I never knew really? that. So it's like Apple well, Week for, for TV viewers. So, so outside of the major metropolitan areas mm. in, in the US, so outside of, say, uh, Chicago and New York, LA, San Francisco. Say in Bakersfield, California. Sure. In Bakersfield, California, they have people filling out what, which affiliate stations they're watching mm-hmm. in a little diary. Are they and still then diaries? Them? Are they still paper? It's not... Boxes. No, the radio ones here are. Maybe now there's an iPad app. I Just, doubt it. Well, you know, doubt here though, they, they moved over here, didn't they, to the people meters and, they did, and the numbers changed. They did. Well, uh, Nielsen stopped doing TV. They did, for, mm. they did for TV, but radio is still little diaries. Hmm. Here, the, the uh, TV network said, don't worry about that. We'll tell you what the numbers are. And they started, they'd set up a company to uh, do that counting. Which is what Oztam is. Yep. Okay. Uh, but yeah, for, for radio, uh, a lot of people still get confused. 
are they supposed to write down what jobs they went for or what radio station they listened to? <laughs> so, Census yeah, I, jokes. I thought, I thought that was uh, I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Toby Halligan sent. Uh, I'm going out of order now, but Toby Halligan sent sent me a, an article during the week uh, about Hezbollah being broadcast in Australia. Is Hezbollah, your is your Bala being broadcast in Australia? No, no, not not his not his Bala. Your Bala's not being broadcast no, Hez, in Australia. Hezbo- Hezbollah, the, the, the terrorist organisation, uh, have their own TV network, because who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and that well, Glenn Beck does. And why not? <laughs> <laughs> through, a, through a set-top box that people can pay $318 for uh, and IPTV, Hezbollah mm-hmm. TV is now being broadcast, so to speak, into Australian homes, and that this may contravene uh, anti-terrorism laws in Australia... Could Except like that, that uh, Ackman may or may not have authority over uh, over internet broadcast. It does bring to it does bring a lot of. Que- this is the start. I'm just bringing up all of this information because this is the start of lots of questions about regulation of uh, of television through IPTV mm-hmm. versus the internet. Well, of course they've got the blacklist. They can just chuck it on there. They've got three ISPs that are voluntarily uh, blocking those sites. Hezbollah TV could be part of that. Uh, I think this is a different... Well, this is a different provider, though. This is not through... So this isn't just through your regular computer. It's not just through your computer. It's through a, a special set-top box. Uh, like uh, like Fetch TV. Yep. But it's a, it's a, it's a non-Fetch TV mm-hmm. service that, uh, that includes Hezbollah TV as one of the many channels that are packaged out of Sweden that the company distributing them here have no control over uh is there is there a place for broadcast regulation in a globalized broadcast world that's quite interesting box cutters raising the questions not not answering answers no No answers answers. (laughs) box cutters no answers (laughs) why muddy the waters that's what i say you know, because you know what happens when we try to give answers? Oh, we, just, we get corrected? We just get things wrong. <laughs> we just get things wrong. Uh, oh, look, two, two, more, two more quick stories about streaming while we're on the, uh, while we're on the topic of internet and television. Mm-hmm. In Australia, JB Hi-Fi are going to start streaming TV shows. That's a first for a retail brick-and-mortar outlet. Oh, is that a first for which, which TV shows? Uh, no, no, in, just in okay. Australia. Right. Well, uh, well, but they haven't announced anything Streaming more over, over what? Uh, over uh, uh, internet. Uh, so, Rovi. Is it Rovi? The Roxio. Or is it Rovio with the Roxy it, it, box? It's Rovio now with the Roxio box. Box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Through, through that. You know what? If I could go through the nine slash 17 anyway, pages all of news all you really need to know, JB Hi-Fi, it's, interesting enough, so are going to be Hulu-esque like broadcasting. They're setting up streaming. a streaming server yep. that people can choose to subscribe to, and much like the Hezbollah box. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> Hezbollah box. That's, we're going straight down the 3AW line and calling it the Hezbollah box. <laughs> well, it could be the terrorist box well, if that, you want. That, that's the next well, step. That's to you, Yeah, that's just the next step. <laughs> 
So anyway, yeah, much, much, much like put him in a put him in a canvas sack and take him out to. Sleep. But anyway, the problem with the JB thing is there is no more information yet. So really, let's not get bogged down in, in trying to specify what little is already been announced. Ex- yeah. Ex- so yeah, it's going to be the Roxio Now platform, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, I've heard great reports for, from the US people who who use Roxio as. Uh, as one of their IPTV providers, and uh, they really enjoyed. It. One, one of the one, one of the things here is that we could potentially have like five different IPTV boxes in our houses. Well, like if, there's nothing the to his- stop us having Fetch TV and Hezbollah TV <laughs> and uh, and Roxio TV all in our house at at once to mm. get the the mm. full spectrum. Mm. 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 Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I'm not. I don't think that we ever had really had it here in the UK when I was over there, and uh, and people were subscribed to the Sky Channel, um, and and they had their decoder box. Basically, they had the box. Um, they would they would have something like a credit card thing that they would slide into the front of it, and yeah. that would decode the channels that they they were uh, oh, entitled that's, to. That's how Foxtel works here, which they could do the same thing. Um, across these different formats, if they if they got together and kind of coordinated it, well, they could just set up as an internet type, you know, like a, an iPlayer, uh, iView kind of thing, where you just pay for the shows, which is how the Sony box I've got has one of those. Paying just it. paying for the content that you want. Yeah, that's un-Australian. Because it doesn't work. Uh, the Sony Mini Player I've got has that built into doesn't it. Play, that doesn't work at all. Because yeah, because Sony Mini Player can go into and it has all the recent release, basically all the stuff that would be down on my DVD rental. And what? Store. And just and just watch it on demand. Yeah. That's outrageous. So that's, Who would ever yeah. do something like that? But it costs like six bucks, five bucks or six bucks for a movie. Actually, speaking of something like that, Hulu yeah. have, uh, have exactly that sort of thing. And they've just announced that they're going to have their first ever uh, Hulu-only series. So they're getting a production company to make content for them. Yes. Morgan Spurlock. Morgan Spurlock, who you might know from Selling Out. And then having a film about Selling Out, thus yeah. making himself... A meta documentary. You're probably mostly known from Super Size Me, but his uh, TV show Day in the Life, which was actually quite. No, no, this, uh, is, no, this, is, a, this is a new show. Yeah, so but Bounce he did that, a, that was quite watchable, though. He did, he did a show called 30 Days. 30 Days, I meant. Sorry, Day in uh, the Life is the new show he's making. 30 Days is the one I quite Super enjoyed. Size Me. And yeah, Day, Day in yeah. the Life is going to be uh, where he spends 24 hours with a famous person and sees what their day is. So like. it's like 30 days, but you know, 1 30th. One, yeah, 1 30th. <laughs> With only a single person. And it's actually him hanging out with the famous person rather than 30 days where he got someone random that, that yeah, did so, the experiment each month. So rather than spending 30 days as if he was Richard Branson, he's spending one day with Richard Branson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point though is that Hulu is actually the, the network for yes. it. Which, um, as we mentioned, I don't know if we, we didn't ever mention, the Netflix, Netflix it's, came we, on We board. mentioned it at BMW Edge. Yeah, but yeah. ages ago, um, a moment that we didn't cover, which probably may well be one of the most important element, moments of television ever, Netflix came on board as the network, so to speak, for the um, remake, US remake of State of Play with Kevin Spacey in it. I think we did maybe mention that at but, the time, but it was so long Yeah, ago. but it's interesting, the idea that uh, Hulu... You know, same thing. So we're seeing more of these online streaming type things. And so how long until JB Hi-Fi start making their own content? Well, that'd be cool. Would it? Would it? Could be about really grumpy people who work at JB Hi-Fi and look down at you when you buy the wrong products. It could just be about people smashing windows constantly. I had, <laughs> I had I had a I had a, a moment with John Deeks. Could just be about day. John Deeks smashing windows. <laughs> shouting J- at JB you. had Chuck on sale, and uh, I haven't hadn't seen series three, and I went looking for it, and I looked in uh, looked at drama, and then I looked in you know, action, and I looked in something else, and finally asked someone, went, "It's in comedy." 
I went, okay. <laughs> it shouldn't be because it isn't, but fine. I even looked at science fiction. It wasn't there either. And he went, but we don't have any. We're sold out. We can order it in. And I went, I've got the internet at home. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, why, why would you ever do that? It's good to see that they have, though, reached out and, and hired all of those ex-Borders employees. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they were keeping the Borders spirit alive. <laughs> and that is the Box Cutters News. Looking to cut boxes? Well, you've come to the right place because you're on the Box Cutters. You've podcasted and you're boxing the cut. You're cutting the box with the Box Cutters. Ooh, yucka, 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 yucka. Peter Rosethorn, Box Cutting Friend. And, and a good friend too. Franklin and Bash is a new show from the TNT uh, station over in the US, which is a basic cable station, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they brought us Leverage, which was a lot of fun, and starred Turk 182. Uh, you remember that? Yep. Remember that? Yep. yep. He was also yep. Falcon, also and, the Falcon Snowman. and the Snowman. Yes. Yeah, he was yeah. both of them. I was blown away with that film with the, uh, the Whitlam uh, telexes. Oh, the uh, the 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 one part of the conspiracy, the one where where he and Princess Amidala lived next door to each other. Yep, yeah, that was a good good film. Yep, good film. Um, also, they brought us uh, that thing that we reviewed last week, Falling Skies. Yes, yes, they do. Uh, and uh, and so this is a uh, well, the first season was ten part uh, ten ten part season, and aired ten over the, over the summer. In the in the US, mm-hmm. and no one really had very much hope for it. It's about uh, two lawyers, and they play by their own rules. Brett, <laughs> they do. They're a couple of buddies. They do. They they're a couple of buddies. They're like that. It, it's like it's like Animal House meets LA Law. It's a courtroom and a party all at the same time. That's what Franklin and Bash is. Great parties. These, uh, these, you can these always go to their house and there'll be a party. They, li- they live in a house together with their two assistants, which is just weird. Well, I think, Josh, and- they, they play hard and they work hard. Ah, I think yes. that's what it is. Yes, they work yes, yes. hard, they play hard. They've, they've, got like, they've only got like a half mullet double. They've got party at the front and party at the back. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of work on the side. And, uh, and that's... That's pretty much it. John said to me uh, a while ago, you know what, Josh? This is, I'm channeling you now, John. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Josh? There's just... Nobody really makes shows for men anymore. That, oddly enough, that was one of my notes on this. Was that, was, yeah. Nobody makes shows for men anymore. And I thought, John, I have to get you to watch Franklin and Bash. Yeah, this is quite clearly a show aimed at men. I don't think it's very good. And I have various <laughs> explanations going to that. But I, I did try and make a list of positives. Well, and one of them was... Made for, made for men like Entourage is made for men? Uh, made for men more in... Well, it's interesting because we're, we're talking about Channel 7, for example. If you want to make a drama for Channel 7, you have to tell them why it's going to attract women aged 30 to 50, I think it is. It's one of, one of the, the Grocery buyers. pitch deals is you have to actually tell them how it appeals that. And almost every TV show being made at the moment is, is trying to aim towards a feminine audience, uh, often through ongoing kind of relationship arcs and various stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So one of my positive notes for Franklin and Bash was it was interesting, uh, a show which I think is aimed entirely at heterosexual men, is pretty much standalone episodes, has virtually no... It's got like a nod towards a romantic arc, which obviously is never going to go anywhere. And no, and no one cares and about it. And no one cares about <laughs> Even the characters don't care anymore. It's, and it's so funny. weird that you mentioned Leverage, because I didn't know it was the same, because I'd written down here that if Leverage is the contemporary A-team, which I think it is, and I, I actually enjoy Leverage quite a bit, although I'm amazed at the fourth series now, um, this is basically the contemporary Dukes of Hazard. It is. It is. It's, yeah. it's Jukes of Hazard in, 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 a, in a courtroom. Yeah. And you've just, you've just hit on why I love it so much. Because it is as fun as Jukes of Hazard was in, 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 at its time, uh, as, as meaningless 
and as entertaining. Yeah, it's very much and, a white collar jigsaw puzzle. And every episode, you're going to go into at least one ad break with with something up in the air going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with that great electric. It, it's even got that electric guitar kind of thing going going for it. So you've just you've just done my job for me, John, by well, explaining exactly why I love it. Well, I have actually. That, that's the end of my positive notes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and. And look, look, there are many, many negative things I could say. I, I must admit, my, my first 15 minutes was, oh, my God, it's another sexy lawyer drama. Why am I always getting stuck with the sexy lawyer dramas? Please stop the sexy lawyer dramas. So maybe I just don't want to watch any more sexy lawyer dramas. But are, are they sexy lawyers? Like, are they uh, even lawyers? Is, I, well, this is the thing, too. And, and my thing is, and then I, I hit, reached a point in the pilot when I suddenly realized that some of the lines I was saying were actually quite well written. It was just that I hated them so much and they were so bad at delivering them. And then... Some of the other characters in the pilot, at least, there's a, I think, a, there's a judge who's very funny, and there's, um, there's a blonde woman who works in the office who brings stuff into rooms, who's actually really good. She only gets like three lines per episode, but she does yeah. them really well. And her, and her character kind of peters out. She fades away. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which yeah. is a shame. But it was interesting, that thing of going, actually, the dialogue isn't too bad. And I looked it up, and I was quite shocked to discover that one of the co-creators of this used to write for The West Wing, um, and also created mm. The Journeyman, which was you know, a lesser series, but one I quite enjoyed. And, and your uh, sports night. Mm. And then you watch a sports night. So, I mean, we, you would not guess from a show quite this lowbrow. And the pilot, I've seen the, the, the rule of three, uh, Brett's rule of three, that, that especially, which works mostly for American things. They make a pilot first and then they'll go back to the second episode. They'll yep. often retool. And the first episode had such obvious problems with it that I thought, ah, oh, that'll be fixed by the second episode. No change whatsoever. And the big, oh. so the biggest problems, of course, are the casting of the two leads who are dreadful. They're just awful they're they can't fun. they can't deliver lines they're obnoxious you just want to hit them every time they walk on Did the you just want to be friends with them Did you want to be buddies and you want to hang out at the cafe eating burgers the with them the pilot has a hilarious bit too where occasionally these bits show up which i think were left over from a previous idea of the series which tries to say that they're an odd couple even though the two characters are exactly the same mm-hmm. like there's nothing to delineate the two of them what was there, right? one's taller and darker hair yeah um yeah. that's enough and, and had to work with screech <laughs> But it's just I think of I think there's the originally there was there's the two scenes in that pilot that seem to indicate oh yeah you're, we're so different to each other. And That's him. Did you right? not realize? I did not realize. <laughs> but you've also got the really odd thing that um and and I was talking to my partner and he mentioned the thing about it feels like they had two ideas for a TV show and couldn't decide which one to make and made both. So half of it is set in this high-powered lawyer's office, which is run by Malcolm McDowell. I want to say to you, Malcolm McDowell is the best thing in this. That's a terrifying sentence. If anyone ever says Malcolm McDowell is the best thing in this and it's made after 1969, that's a worry. He's um, so much fun. <laughs> he is so much fun in this. I've, I've actually we've got we've got a clip of when mm-hmm. uh, when Franklin. But do you want to finish? I was going to say so. Half of it's set in this, this you know really glam office that they've been brought into. Half of it's still set in their house with their two offsiders, and you're going. Well, which show did you want to make? The one about the kind of four guys in a frat house doing law work or the one about some guys in a legal profession doing it just seems odd that they haven't quite decided which show they're making here's uh here's here's a little bit of uh, of the first episode uh this this basically tells the uh, this is the inciting incident really for for the whole series it's franklin and bash uh played by the people who play franklin and bash no one really cares and malcolm mcdowell played by malcolm mcdowell he pulled me out of the Chamberlain Depot. Bill him to tenths of an hour for the call. It's a bitchy little barracuda. I'm getting movement in the lumberyard. 
Mr. Franklin and Mr. Bash to see Mr. Enfeld. Board meeting with Stan Enfeld? I mean, he took on Exxon over the Santa Barbara oil rig. I mean, Stan Enfeld is... That guy. Mr. Franklin and Mr. Bash. Oh, glad you could make it. Please, gentlemen, come in, sit down. Well, that was very impressive yesterday. Of course, your witness wouldn't have come close to getting her blouse off if you hadn't have pulled Judge Emerson. Well, you know the old saying, if the facts are against you, argue the law. If the law is against you... Have a hot chick with enormous breasts take off her clothes in court. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Look, um, I've advised my clients to settle. That's nice, but, uh... We'll take our chances with the jury the next time. Good doing business with you. Oh, we haven't started yet. I want you both to come here and work for me at Infeld Daniels. As attorneys? Yes, of course. I've had my eye on both of you for quite some time. Peter Bash, no one plays a jury better than you. The way you look past their eyes into their souls. Jared Franklin, son of the legendary trial lawyer, Leonard Franklin. Your Effley Bailey meets Barnum and Bailey. Are you familiar with yin and yang? The tramp stamp tattoo? Sure. The idea that opposing forces are interconnected and interdependent in the natural world, giving rise to each other. No way. I'll try watching something besides Real Housewives in New Jersey. They're Real Housewives, Peter. I want to bring these opposing forces together to create a more powerful energy at this firm. Well, thanks, but we're not cut out for a big firm. Can you give us a minute? You are taking this offer. What? Come on, this is about Janie. I'm not going to blow a good thing over some girl who's never going to take you back. I'm not sticking around while you live your life trying to get back at your father. I will consider it. If we can keep Carmen and Pinder on and we still get to keep doing the same cases that made Franklin and Bash famous. And I want a 75 Bronco. You want to counter with a Bronco? I accept all Jeez. your conditions. Wait. Moses, okay. Full disclosure, I never miss an opening date, Anaheim or Delmore. And I've already got a three-day pass for Coachella. Good to know. We can carpool. So do you that, like strawberry jam? That, that, that little bit, I think, shows everything i think it shows everything that, that we're saying here because it shows a everything that john hates about it it's cheesy some of the dialogue is is absolutely terrible that was that was horrendous so, but they were they were fitting all of episode two into to one two and a half into, minute bracket yeah you do miss and that, in that, clip that had all of your your exposition but you play hard um malcolm dow is actually quite funny also visually which we, we don't get there yes. he has a tendency to sort of just pop up he, he does and, and do and do obscure things that uh, that that we just never expect mm-hmm. from from a man who is as old as as Malcolm McDowell and and let's not forget that he was in the future in the sixties. Yeah, that's how yeah, old he is. He is. Yeah. Uh, he, um, he he really he really makes the show, but so does the little lines. There's there's that uh, line there about are you familiar with Yin and Yang? You mean the famous tramp stamp? That's so that was one of those. Oh, yeah, to me, there was a thudding oh noise as really? I just fell to the floor. Really? Because I thought I thought that was slapped. I thought that there. was a, a, a great joke. There, there are these little asides that I just got. Eh. Like it's it's that kind of eh, 
show yeah. where where I had this this little laugh to the side. So it has it has little things like that, but it also has that horrible clunkiness of here's a bunch of exposition we need to get through in some very short the, the, time. The pilot is particularly clunky. There's a terrible bit of plotting involving a webcam that's been left on, which just feels like it's out of an early '80s kids spy movie, yes. which is mm. just terrible. But um, yeah, I've got, look, I've got there's very little of this I would enjoy, but. I can see why other people would. I do think it's a it's a thing you would watch on telly if nothing else was on. I can't imagine anyone actually see, searching it out. Where's oh, I, your I, harsh, John. Yeah, I and I know Brett was the same. Looked forward to every episode every week, and especially given that we had to watch Crownies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, it's not as bad as Crownies, <laughs> <laughs> but but it's, um, which is only. Like, a- I'm, not, I'm not saying that, that they they picked up the opportunity to. to do uh, knock some knock some killer uh, screenwriting out of the out of the groundery thing, um, which we were complaining about with Crownies. Mm-hmm. But it was just so it was the antidote to to the terribleness of. I had this thing though that I realized by the second episode I was playing. Who should they have cast instead? And ah. I ended up with uh, the guy that played Anders in uh, the Almighty Johnsons as the short one, and uh, Brandon Ruth. As the dark head one. That would work very well. Which would work very that, well. That, that would work very <laughs> Much better than still, the guys they got. I still Ma- Malcolm McDowell as Malcolm McDowell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Malcolm McDowell. Um, yeah, he's he's I, great I, this. I did not have a single problem with the casting of the show. I thought it was dreadful. I thought they can't Kill, deliver Killer lines. Man, Killer just... Man from, from uh, Homicide Life on the Streets uh, playing the, the arsehole, uh, spoilt rich kid. Uh, who's who's the nephew of Malcolm McDowell? Yeah. He was in Dollhouse, which I I, he, I yes. looked that up because it was annoying me that I recognised him from something. He was he was the cop in uh, no no he he wasn't sorry he was um, he worked for the Dollhouse I think he worked for Do- Dollhouse he was head of security mm-hmm. at the start of uh, at the start of Dollhouse um, even even uh, and and I wasn't annoyed by the the whole. Uh, premise of uh, the the guy stuck in in the house oh see see yeah oh, Pinder. Pinder Singh worst character ever <gasps> I have written oh. in here what the pool I thought he'll be gone by episode two I'm sure they'll got rid of him by episode two because that clearly does not work in the pilot whatsoever <laughs> and he's still there he's racist this racist horrible character they've invented Indian um, agoraphobic he's a science fiction nerd we're told although the only references he ever makes are so mainstream that in fact everybody knows what he's talking about which was the other weird thing I had of the show keeps what's making, your problem with that John the show keeps making pop I've culture made references I've like eight of those <laughs> in <laughs> but, this episode but the show keeps making these pop culture references in a way that makes it feel like they've ever actually watched or read or I don't know it just felt weird to say look he's such a nerd he could mention Star Wars oh what Star Wars everyone knows what Star Wars is if you want to make him a nerd make him say something really nerdy make him you know actually obscure John it's just because you are such a nerd that it's just no, it's just a terrible a terrible character because he's presented oh, as being he's hilarious he's the character you laugh at which again like an early 80s cartoon yeah like those things like Astro Boy would have the one character just meant to laugh at the entire you know what? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna give uh, Toby some some homework for for Trotters mm-hmm. uh, because you, you're talking about nerdy characters. I think Toby Halligan is the person to go to to find the five nerdiest things a person could say. <laughs> He's he he is like and and when you when you're saying that I I agree with you. I think Pinder, who is supposed to be nerdy, is not nearly nerdy enough. Or not because he's not obscure enough to be or, a nerd. Because when, just... when I think of uh, when I think of really really geeky, like really geeky nerdy, mm-hmm. I think of things like to- Toby Halligan and his miniatures, right? And uh, and that's but also I, he's such a is that what he calls his cock. <laughs> oh, oh dear! Oh. But also, Pinder Singh is such a throwback character in this that you know it's it's that thing of 
everything about the show feels early 80s. Oh, yeah, look, it feels if, you wanna, if you want to pick it to bits, it's very easy to make it look bad, John. If you want to enjoy it, that's all there on screen. If you, if you want to enjoy bad. it, just don't think about it at all. So, it's it's a fun ride. <laughs> the best, it's the great. Best. Even 10 episodes. I, I got all the way through the series. And, and by the we, along the way, we've got masked Mexican wrestlers. <gasps> see, yes. I, I think got the three. I watched the bare minimum oh, I had to. See, I, I did, other, it did alarm me. You gave me a disc with like seven or eight episodes. And I thought, does this mean Josh would like to this? Because otherwise, really, I, I don't ever need more than the three. And that was uh, yeah, hard going. And the bits I liked it most was the bits where basically it's now just like a poor copy of Boston Legal. So the third episode has a woman who claims she was fired for being too sexy. And she's quite plain looking. And that's an interesting storyline, which it almost gets to an interesting conclusion. And then cops out and goes, women? <laughs> Women and daddy issues. Oh, it's awful. But um, <laughs> but it's it's actually it's actually quite an interesting storyline until it's concluded. And and then I went no, but Boston League would have done this and done it better, and I would have got Shatner. they always have their summation in Boston Legal and and then end up with Shatner and and James Spader on the balcony, and but and that's a much different thing. This is not is, Boston Legal. It's not trying to be Boston. If Legal. there is I, I think any it's quite doubt, a bit Boston Legal it does end up with the two of them on a balcony in, in various forms. It's just it's just sometimes the balcony is a hot tub and sometimes it's the hot tub. It's, Look, he's doing it again. Woo! Yeah. No. <laughs> if there is any doubt that this show is aimed almost entirely and at solely straight men. at straight men, it is so for straight episode men. ten, there is about forty-five seconds of Trisha Helfer in nothing but underwear. Well, there you go. So yeah, I, I could just tell. But really, honestly, look, look, I, I don't. I was hating it for the first fifteen minutes. Then I kind of we had. I don't know. I, can put I, just, up with I had to go it's back fine. and time that. I had to watch that a few times and time it. Right, but yeah, they, and yeah, but I think it's great. A show made entirely for straight men. No women or gay men need to ever watch this. It's fine. I, I think it's quite nice. <laughs> so I'd, I'd picked her as a baddie at that point anyway, and that would turn me off. She's Trisha Helfer. She's Trisha Helfer. Of course, she's a baddie. <laughs> <laughs> but also in underwear. What are you going to do? I can't argue with that. That's Franklin and Bash. If you are straight, male, and just want to be entertained, <laughs> then this is the show for can you. I, can I mention something before we go, though? Because we were saying before, I can't remember the title. Like, for some reason, my head cannot <laughs> retain the title. And I was trying to Google it earlier because I'd forgotten. And I had to eventually go, who's the guy that made the journeyman and work out from that? And I was saying to Toby before we came on, it should have a pun name. You know, it should be like Dennis Cash and Roger Carey in <laughs> Dennis and Roger. In, 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 in Cash and Carey. Have they done the know, movie it, Cash and it Carey? Should be, but it should be, it should, like, should have pun names. It should be a... So I'm, I'm putting that as a, a, a... Please send in the correct title for... What's it called again? Franklin, Franklin and Bash. Bash. So to, to our lovely listeners, what should the show have been called instead? What names should the characters have had to make something and something? Hooray at boxcutters.net. <laughs> This is Abby Kadabby, and you're listening to Box Cutters. <laughs> Twinkle out. Twinkle this- out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were Abby Kadabby, Brett, and uh, and so I got I got I got all confused. No, her he life sounds- is much cuter. I was saying, you, you know, so saying much- you never see Brett and Abby Kadabby in the same room, but I, was, I actually you, have. Yeah, we got photos. <laughs> yeah, we we have. Yeah. We have. You can't see my hand though. Uh-huh. <laughs> And you are a fairy in training. <laughs> the uh, th- there's there's been some uh, some programming updates uh, recently, and John, you've got you've got a list of I, them that I, you've I, written down in order, so I don't have to. Move oh, pages okay. Around. I just read them, but I really really want to start with this one, okay? Because this this made me laugh like a drain. This is from Vulture. I'm just going to read out. Uh, this is our new program on stars, or to pronounce it correctly, stars, stars, <laughs> stars. Stars Media is close to ordering up a hang pilot. On, hang on. 
Stars Media is close to ordering up a pilot about the first woman to ever own her own NASCAR team and the uphill race to secure corporate sponsors that insiders are describing as a red state madmen. Tentatively titled Tits of the Pits. <laughs> that's, that's a bit made me laugh. That's, that's it. <laughs> See, it, there, is, uh, there, there is a historical reason for it. Uh, shows with tits in the title get... <laughs> no, the, the, the historical reason is is NASCAR has there, there is a saying no, uh, no, no tits, tits in, in the pits, pits. Yeah. and we should mention NASCAR is, is racing cars yeah? yes which I always find fascinating because in America this is like a really big thing in a way that here it just really oh that's isn't. because that's because in America so it's America's version of Formula One the cars are very similar to Formula yeah. One cars what? but they're NASCAR yeah really are oh, they like Bathurst cars hang on hang on what am I confusing does it does it matter. Does anyone NASCAR care? It's car racing. Indy. Let's, let's just say car racing. I'm confusing on. NASCAR and Indy. Because I'm yeah, saying so. car racing is a mainstream sport. It's surprising since here that it's, a, of Thunder it's is a thing no one NASCAR. cares about. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and neurosurgery. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yes. So that's, that's NASCAR. It's so, popular. It's popular, but, you know, so is... But it's so a big thing in America, though. They'll make films about it. So is radio. imagine anyone... I think a radio show would be probably more interesting. So but, um, get her done. Would it? But what, know, how many look, people went to see eight seconds? Look, I've got to say, this could be interesting. I don't know. I just The, the title tits of the bits doesn't make me laugh. And it could well be, <laughs> you know, if it is a red state madman, that would be kind of interesting. I thought it was classy, but then uh, considering it is for, for the red states and their uh, blue collar dudes, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, that probably is classy for them. Yeah, Josh, which show would you like to well, talk about? Well, uh, two and a half men, people were wondering how that's going to come back. This is uh, fantastic. How are they going to? How they going to get rid of the Charlie character? How are they going to introduce Ashton Kutcher? They've decided to not worry about any of that. Well, they're, they're, they're covering it. <laughs> they're, they're covering it. Charlie Sheen's character dies in a horrible car accident. The series will start with a with funeral. This, with this funeral, and the house is for sale. And the house is for sale. Ashton Kutcher is an internet billionaire who is also lonely. Buys the house and decides to have the two guys move in with him. I think that and is the housekeeper. hilarious, though, because there's that famous thing that's in Hollywood that um, in, in American television that you know what the producers think of someone by how the character leaves. And if a character gets killed, it shows the producers didn't like him. And the, the big example, I think, I've mentioned this before, I think, but in Sliders, the, uh, the English guy, John Thingy Thing, is I've forgotten, he was in Lord of the Rings. Um, he, Gilgood. Uh, yeah. I think he gets his brain wiped and then he gets shot and then he's left on a planet which explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and just it, in case. Just in case. And apparently this was to kind of just clarify how the producers felt about him. So to start a show off with a funeral for the character, it's just, I think that's hilarious. He was in Sliders with Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and so apparently it starts off with a funeral with all the ex-girlfriends, uh, so lots of guest stars will be showing up as well. Yeah, and, and lots of guest stars come to look at the house, I think, mm-hmm. and, and, and look to buy the house, and uh, yada, 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 stunt, whatever, uh, two and a half men. Two and a half men. Does anyone care? But there you go. Did you have a, uh, anything off the list you'd like to go for, Brett, or should I continue on? Uh, you can uh, go on. Uh, while um, I have a look. I'll, I'll mention Eureka, because Eureka, which we've reviewed yes, before. Yes, I'm so sad to see that. Well, I was actually more surprised that it was up to its fifth series, which, you know, <laughs> no, I mean, because I mean, five series is good. I think it's a good run. I mean, especially for a show like Eureka, which is really it's a lovely, sweet show. Um, I've at least in the first two series. So, I know. think it's ever hit the, hit the, the TV here before midnight. Yeah, it's it's you know, um, but it's a lovely show about uh, a bunch of people living in a town in America where all the geniuses live, and so it's it's like a, 
It's like, fairly intelligent, it's but it's, it's, it's still but, rollicking. But quite fluffy, fluffy, and has like yeah, yeah lovely storylines. I, so, I wish they'd called it Einstown. Yay! So uh, it was announced Nobody last week. We can go week. to Einstown, <laughs> Eureka. It's right there, Oregon. If you if you fly into Portland, in England, it's called a town like Eureka. I think in order to stop confusion with that 80s um, educational kids show that Sylvester McCoy was in before he was Doctor Who, I know too much about television. Uh, not as much as you do, no, which is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even challenging you there. No, no, it's but, okay, it's but me. you were so apologetic. I know. It's like, oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> but Eureka. So last week was announced, end of the fifth series. Um, Petraeus has been a very strong series. They were gonna, uh, the sci-fi was going to give them six more episodes as a sixth series to kind of just... Finish things off. Then this week it was announced that's not happening. So end of fifth series is the end. Of Nobody the else is going to pick them up. I don't think so. No, it, there's nowhere to go from sci-fi. No, it's really. such a sci-fi show. Back when sci-fi actually played science fiction, and I think uh, before they it, changed their name. What's yeah. a sci-fi? What's that Family Channel that Middleman was on? Uh, ABC, ABC Family. And I, the fact, so the fact go that, there. Well, the that's, fact that Middleman really didn't close. get a second series, I think, kind of shows you know why that's unlikely. Yeah, not even that Fat Camp one got a second series on mm-hmm. ABC Family. It's, um, uh, I, back to CBS, uh, because, you know, they just, the, the last just keep coming with CBS. Uh, they, uh, they're going to uh, do a new version of Bewitched. Great. Off the uh, back of the success of the movie. <laughs> yes, actually, yes. What, really? It's the people, the people who produced the movie are producing this series. It's like... Wow, oh, maybe God. it's an apology, or maybe it's a learning from your mistakes thing. Maybe, maybe that's the bit where they put put the show on the planet that's about to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, yeah, I love, I love that. That's that that's a thing. Uh, uh, assumedly, uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Nicole Kidman won't be involved. Oh, Nicole Kidman will. Right, she, what, Will Ferrell's too famous. She's coming right. up on Sesame Street. Is she? Yes. Oh, that's cute. Mm -hmm. Um, Over on NBC, 30 Rock, they claim will continue even without Alec Baldwin. You may have heard Alec Baldwin's been saying repeatedly for the last year or two that he's not doing any more 30 Rock, and apparently now it turns out that might be true. Everyone's kind of going, oh, sure, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, as Uh, as if you'd turn down a paycheck. But um, it now looks like that may be true, and Lorne Michaels and various other people have said that there'll be a way to continue it on, which I I can think they would be, I think, certainly for at least one more series. Uh, And... It will be starting late, though. Um, it's starting mid-season this year because of Tina Fey's pregnancy. So they won't actually be starting until a bit later. Second pregnancy. So I've heard that, that her, her work schedule is just freaking insane mm-hmm. with uh, the child. And number two will be um, quite amazing. I, uh, James Bader, maybe, coming in to uh, take over. At the office. At the office. Jack Donaghy's uh, <sighs> position. Oh. oh. I don't know. Are they, are they talking potential replacements yet? For the office, no, no, or for, for Jack Donaghy, for Rock. Well, that's the thing. I mean, there is how room. many roles can James Spader do? The thing is, there's room to do that. There's also room to not do it and just focus more on the other characters. They've got enough characters that you know you, you could, yeah, you could but focus he's, he's more the puppet on. master. Yeah, but but I mean, there are other storylines that are just as good to be done, and people like uh, just as good. Uh, Peter Hornberger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's there's, sort of there's can, can do with the writers yeah, and yeah, stuff, there's, there's, but there's, mm, I don't know. There's, there's plenty of room because Jack's such such a, a controlling character yeah. and, and and has the ability to be able to do that. And the goal too is just to get to see a seventh series, so you've got enough for um, syndication. So you know, I think Alec, Alec Baldwin's in for the sixth series. I think that's right. Uh, yeah, apparently. So it's only effectively one more series they need to make if he leaves anyway. So in uh, in in local programming news. Uh, there was a, an announcement. We didn't do this during the news, did we? That uh, that Australian networks actually 
uh, played too much. Played too much local content. I don't, I don't think too much was, I think was the phrase. Really? That was I've used. seen some of it. <laughs> I think there was clearly too much. Exceeded the local content minimum <laughs> requirements, I think, is what you're, you're aiming for there. The, the what? The local content quotas they exceeded the minimum requirements. The, the what? The minimum. The what? <laughs> the minimum. I wish we had a button. <laughs> I know. Thank you to the 90 people who read out the Muppet thing. Yeah. yeah. You'll get that joke. None of them are in this room, John. Um, it's funny because the numbers given for that thing about the content quota, though, is all in percentages, which is just useless because it's not actually in time necessarily. It's points system, isn't it? It's you, get, uh, yeah. you get more for, for drama than you do for... It's like it's a lot like uh, counting cards at the casino. Yeah, but um, but anyway, but it's good it's minus to see one that, plus two. It's that, that kind of thing. But seven, nine, and ten all did manage to make their content because wasn't it ten a couple of years ago? Didn't actually make the quota. Yeah, they were they they were t- they w- they didn't make the quota and they wanted to use. Oh no, it was nine. Nine wanted to use New Zealand programming. Uh, yeah, oh, uh, the um, the the one the about family. the criminals. Yeah. That one, they wanted to use that as uh, as local programming. I and was in that's New Zealand why last week. I kept Marie Cardi and I had an argument. I kept saying that all money Johnsons. That's brilliant, and everyone in New Zealand went, "Oh, it's all right." Really amazing. There's no there's no particular <gasps> rabid fan base for it like there is here. <laughs> it's uh, we. Uh, oh, really? There's a rabid fan base here. Oh, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. from us. We've actually oh, generated it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Seriously, lots of people. Oh. People have been emailing me and texting me to say that they've actually now been I've, watching all the Johnsons. I've had people who uh, who who texted me going, "So have you got have you got series two of all my Almighty Johnsons?" And then we have to say to them, "Oh, it's it's only been one series because most of the time when we tell people to watch a show, there have been a few seasons yeah. of them and they can just watch them in bulk." Second series has been greenlit, by the way. <gasps> Excellent. They are, they are making a second series of that. Um, also in local programming news, I should mention this, and I don't know how correct this is, but I have read that uh, At Home with Julia, the, which I think is what it's called? Yeah, it's yeah, called At Home the, with Julia. The, the ABC comedy. The, the one they vexed uh, the new inventors for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the exact trade-off it was. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they uh-huh. killed the new inventors uh-huh. so they can make At Home with Julia a comedy about Julia Gillard. Yeah. Um, it's being rushed onto the telly. This is an amazingly short turnaround. Comedy with... Uh, with well, we don't know. You haven't seen it, we don't, don't know judge yet. it. I know we're all having that same... You don't even have it might be awful, three. but maybe, maybe it won't be. It's only you've four got, episodes long. Too, you're doing so. rule of none. So did the same thing with Ben Elton. They announced it about what a month ago or something, and uh, it's being made probably tomorrow, and it's going to go on air in September. And apparently, one of the things I read suggested they're doing that because there's some nervousness that if they keep it any later, no one's sure if Julia Gillard will be the prime minister any longer. Like, it's probably the only TV series in which leadership challenges have come into the programming thoughts about. Well, see, if if Tony Abbott is really concerned about jobs, he would let Julia stay on until that show airs. Right. Because otherwise people are going to lose their jobs. And it would be his fault entirely. <laughs> Tony Abbott's not on about that. He's on, a, he's on about invisible weightless... Stop defending Tony gases. Abbott, Brett. Stop defending Tony Abbott. You're always defending Tony Abbott. I saw a recent poll that said that Kevin Rudd was the preferred Prime Minister and I thought, yeah, they should give him a go. I wonder what he'd be like. <laughs> Uh, uh, short memories. Breaking Bad is also on this list. Did you want to talk about Breaking oh, Bad? Oh, uh, and, yeah. And but, but breaking, breaking. I mentioned Bad. this a couple of weeks ago when uh, was Courtney talking about watching watching Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Um, and it, I'd heard the whispers that uh, maybe it wasn't looking good for uh, the next season. Uh, it's uh, you know f- first episode aside, I don't think it's looking good for this season. Oh, really? The last episode was just. Uh, it had one of the longest 
most pointless scenes I've seen in the entire series. It wasn't just because I had to do a lot of exposition. Uh, no, it no. was it it was entirely unnecessary. I was just like, oh, I really wish this show had an editor. <laughs> really, <laughs> there's no credit for an editor. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> it's, I I think I think if if they can bring Breaking Bad to a conclusion two series ago, that would have been great. If they can bring it to a conclusion this series, that will also be great. How many we, series is that? Uh, Already, I think, one too many. Right. Brett's ready for us to finish the show. <laughs> Brett's had enough. <laughs> that, that, uh, let's, um, let's, let's... Uh, that's it for programming. That's, 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 that's it for programming. Let's uh, go into a bit of Ray Watch. Hello and welcome to Today Tonight. Soap and water. Hello and... I'm Naomi Robson. Swearing. Brett, Channel 7 were doing something on Wednesday evening. Channel 7, yes, uh, just as, as, since we've been in the studio, uh, the head of Channel 7 News uh, was on ABC Radio today and uh, talking about what they've got coming up on uh, on their new service this evening. And what they're doing is uh, going down to Dandenong because could what's happened in London happen in Australia? In Dandenong? In Dandenong. Why Dandenong? Because that's where the black people are. Not not because the police in Dandenong have shot anyone. No, because that's where the black people are. Because, uh, because the London riots are all about the black people. It's all about immigration. I, I cannot, I, I couldn't believe... Aren't they about the police shooting I someone? couldn't believe that the hating wasn't, racists wasn't that, the that we're getting through on the on the talkback today and, and like full of vitriol voices talking about, well, the UK have had, had a person coming in every single five seconds and this is the reason. It's immigration. Aren't, it should be banned everywhere. Aren't they just going to be laughing on the other side of their faces when they realise it was just one blonde man? Um, and uh, Also, I would say the Tottenham Riders are probably almost certainly born in England. Yes, yes, definitely. And, and oh, you this can't was pointed write, out. But, you can't uh, write uh, like that unless you were. No, the English, they do love a write. Yeah. They do know how to write. It's, they teach it in school. They're a writing nation. Mm. Yeah. Um, it, it was quite interesting uh, listening to some of the coverage, and, and it all uh, kind of started out quite close to where I used to live in Stoke Newington. And uh, Hackney, Hackney Empire was just around the corner. Mm-hmm. And um, just, it, it just like been. Dandenong, those places? Just uh, like well, Dan. no, not just at, like Dandenong at all. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the typical Channel 7 uh, promotional stuff will have the, the voice of doom uh, that they have at Channel 7 about, can it happen here? Just, uh, you know, instilling, instilling uh, a sense of fear or, or panic into uh, their viewers' Minds. This also weird because uh, this one was started by yeah a, a police shooting, which may or may not. I'm not saying it wasn't, you know, necessary, but it's just interesting to to kind of leave that bit out. The story seems to have missed. You know what else is is interesting story. and has nothing to do with the Raywatch a- aspect of this at all. Mm. But I've noticed that people have removed their keep calm and carry on pictures from Facebook. Oh, so no one's keeping calm. No one's keeping calm and carrying on in, in light of all of this. Everyone's I should mention to- Toby Halligan's wearing a hoodie and that's been threatening me. I'm feeling quite frightened by his hoodie wearing <laughs> oh my God, thuggishness. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, Danny Nong, London. Channel almost. 7, uh, it was definitely on the news. Might have actually been spilling over into today tonight as well. Look, I'm looking forward to the 2012 Olympics in Danny Nong. Hi there, I'm... Myth Warhurst. That's better than I could do it. And I'm from Speaks and Specs, and you are listening to Box Cutters. Say that, guys. Box Cutters. Box Cutters. 
Abby Cadabby came she, in on the she, end. She, she yeah. laughs just like Abby Cadabby. Okay. Uh, uh, Miff Warhurst uh, is uh, looking for family portrait pictures, if uh, if you have any. Of her? No, no, of your family. Anybody, okay. Particularly yours, Brett. For her new show? For her new show. Looking for uh, some family portrait pictures. So if you have is any... Is that the name of the new show? Looking for the family? I don't know. I don't, I don't think they've announced anything in the new show yet, but it sounds all, good. All they've done is, is announce that they're looking for some family portrait pictures. Okay. So if you can help out with pictures of your family... In portraiture. Where does one send them to? Well, you know what? Send us an email, harrowatboxcutters.net, and we'll, uh, we, we can forward them on. Okay. Uh, I've got, we I've got connections facilitate to the production. delivery. Yes. Um, uh, so so, so uh, Adam Plus, and she and, and Ellen Bro are going to split the, the year into three and, and have a bit each uh, uh, in that slot. Yeah, yeah sure. Why not? Yep. Uh, last week, we spoke about ABC Cuts. Uh, first they cut specs and specs, then they... Uh, they didn't put, cut specs and specs. That's what they said in the, that's what they said it, in the they article. I mean, I know, I know, I'm just being the corny hawking this week, but they didn't cut specs no, and specs. No, they didn't. I planted this out last week. Yeah, I know. Like, they, no. first, they, first they cut specs and specs, then they put they actually all of the axed. new inventors into a hessian sack and chucked them in the lake. That's what you said, Brett. That was also bad. <laughs> no, I think that was Alan Jones. <laughs> uh, oh, no, he said that about the Prime Minister. But yeah, last week your new inventors, you know, and now they're just trying to get us to know. watch Hezbollah TV. It, it was quite beautiful your defence of new inventors. <laughs> just not well, show you expect you a patch really love new, new. So, so what new? I, what new I think, light? I think can, the show we have okay, because but I think it you, actually has a value to Australian uh, Brett, society. Brett, what what new information do we have this week? Uh, new information is that uh, Kim Dalton has been going around uh, defending it everywhere and, and basically, you know, running the running the straw man uh, defence about... Uh, so he'd be in for an interview and, and uh, question, question his questioner and, and say, well, have you got a problem about the chaser? Have you got a problem with, uh, with uh, the glass house? Have you got a problem with Angry Boys? Uh, well, that's what you don't want to have produced on uh, ABC TV if you don't let us uh, privatise all of the production. All right, all right. privatizing all the all of the production is not what he's saying. What he's saying is that for a dollar spent, they can actually get three dollars worth, worth of value, production. which I think is actually pretty much accurate. So they they put they put a third into so into talking their about production, productions, and so and so they can get they can get three times as much. I mean the the mm. the, 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 the this thing I mentioned before. I can argue both sides of this because I can't decide which is right. But um, I, well, can I can I I can help you? I can help you decide. <laughs> one one side paid your bill, and the other side. Uh, probably wouldn't have got your show up. Well, no, this is the thing I was going to say. The interesting thing about the, the co-production $1 equals 3 thing is kind of accurate, but those other dollars are mostly coming also from government funding bodies. So just not the coming, ABC. Just not the ABC. Screen Australia. Screen Australia, mostly. You know, Film Victoria, places like that. So you do kind of run into that thing of, well, then should the ABC just be given more money to begin with and allowed to make all this stuff in-house if it's just coming from other government sources? Mm. Although that, mm. that said, I believe that um, Princess Pictures, I think, have actually put funding into some of their shows. So it, that's what would be nice if this led to, to these production companies actually, you know, if it led to, I think, independent money coming in as well would also be good. One of the things that wasn't clear last week, and, and this was put to Kim Dalton and, and he never uh, challenged the, the assertion, was that the ABC, ABC TV are going to be left with no production staff at all for anything but news. This is the thing that does worry me about. There's no production in Perth now, for example, for well, anything other than news. And there isn't that training ground. I think that's it's a short-sighted move in that, in that sense, that mm-hmm. th- there isn't the training ground of having learnt the ropes at the ABC. But 
to now argue the other side of what I've just said, does there need to be production in Perth, apart from the news? Is it the kind of thing where we're a small population, there's a limited amount of money, would it be better if we all do move, like I moved from Perth to Melbourne, you know, to try and make television, maybe we do need to just go, you know what, we can only centre into... There's no mining. There is no mining in Melbourne. <laughs> that's true. Right? They're stealing all their profits. Surely they should get some of it back in kind in, in TV production. Really? Because cause was, was Can We Help that good? Can We Help was made it was made in Perth. That was and, cool. And also, did, but did Can We Help train anybody to do anything other than what doing news would have been? It's not like, you know, you weren't going to learn that much stuff from making Can We Help. But we're not just talking about Can We Help. No, we're not. Well, in we're, Perth we are, in, in Perth in we Perth are. In Perth we are. And that's, in, that's pretty much... And in, they did nothing else. And in Tasmania, yeah. we're talking about collectors. We're talking, um, we're talking about shows that were given to states or to cities as pity... The, well, there so were, it was pity production. Because I go, yes, Australian Broadcasting Corporation should represent everywhere, but then I go, but at the same time, I don't necessarily, you know, need that. I don't know what I would I, like to see as a drama set in Perth that says this is Perth and refers to Northbridge and Mount Lawley and actually embraces the Perthness of it. That's what I'd really like to see. Did you just make up some suburbs? No, no, real. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and possibly uh, the possibly over in Perth, um, there's a there's a lot of production that comes out of Screen West, which I think is funded over there by lottery money. Oh, yeah, um, that's that right. that that's concentrates on having very Western Australian stories made by Western Australians. Wasn't uh, there was that drama? Wasn't there a drama about the school of sport or something? Sweat was that out of Perth? Or oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that may uh, have been. No, no, no. That was, was AIS, it? wasn't it? Oh, I can't it was in Canberra. But, but also included in in this cutting of production is all of the local sports coverage. So, so I assume that ABC have been covering Waffle over there. Is it Waffle? W A F L. Football. You know, I'm Aussie the wrong person footy. to ask any football-related question. I think that's, that's what it is over there, and, and they have been covering that. And they're, they're cutting that as well. I mean, they're cutting the arts coverage as well. That's again, but I don't know. I mean, if Kim Dalton is right, and no, he, he no, can no get private is going to do of, arts coverage. Well, a lot of documentaries, hell, a lot of arts documentaries are made by private companies. You know, the the Tim Minchin one just off the top of my head as being a really excellent arts documentary it was made by a private company, and that had Tim Minchin in it. Yeah, um, it yeah, was so excellent to which, which was a one-off. It wasn't a series. No, yeah, you probably won't get a series, but you'll get lots of. So you'll you'll never have any of that Richard Fiedler greenlit panel arts discussion type stuff. Oh, because that was so good, wasn't well, it, Brett? That was that so great good. So, so you won't have that, and it, it, there's also a whole range of, of different formats that are close to that, but you, you're just never going to have the opportunity to be able to develop on ABC. Not, not actually true, because if you come up with a with a, a good concept and make a good pilot and and can show that it's it's compelling the, the and can show that it's compelling content, even though it is arts based. Then, then surely that's going to get up. So you, you've got, you've I don't got, have the faith you've got that, no that, faith uh, that good uh, content is production company is going to bother looking to get that up. But this is the thing you could you could argue that that maybe because yeah, I'm going to keep arguing randomly on one side or the other. <laughs> um, you could argue that maybe it's outside companies are going to come in with fresher ideas than the ABC would. That maybe you'll end up with a certain bureaucratic approach within the ABC that will lead to just sort of panel shows and stuff. And maybe you need someone to come in from the outside going. Why not do this as an arts program, or certainly the documentaries to, we see? Then to count, counter that, they might not. I know it's hard to tell. <laughs> that's, that's my good counter and argument. No, 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 what about the other side? The, the a other lot of <laughs> a lot of the reasoning, a lot of the ideology about about 
cut all of all of the ABC in-house production staff and and have uh, the private sector uh, provide those those services is the 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 un backed up uh, uh, postulation that the ABC is by its nature always going to be the least efficient organization to be able to do not, anything not, in not the efficient media necessarily anywhere. but, but it's I like it's, it's a very it's a very right but I certainly know con- conservative precept yeah. that no, nobody can do it as as well as but private industry. in the mid 90s and this year it may well change but in the mid 90s I did some comedy there for um, what eventually became something hot before bed and I remember that there was a thing of you just got given a director and often the director was someone who'd made their way up through the you know the ranks and so the director we worked with was terrible and had absolutely no idea about comedy and was appalling and that's the problem is if you do go on the old school abc thing you just end up with so you know many of the crews who are who are actually employed by abc are fantastic and that's why people use them so the outside production company will go to abc going okay we're going to hire your grips we're going to hire your you know lighting guys they know Mm. what they're doing because they're really good abc production Uh, princess pictures generally will use a lot of abc you know crew but um, but there's certain trade-offs with that too. There's certain things you have to do with them that you don't have to do with other crews. And there's also that thing of, you know, the creatives, though, in, in who've made their way up the ranks you don't necessarily want. You want to be able to pick, you know, those people yourself. So and I, the, 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 there's another bigger question we haven't addressed, though, which is about a lot of people saying also that the ABC uh, should be not competing because uh, Dalton has mentioned ratings a couple of times with things and saying that it's mm. up to the ABC to provide stuff that no one else will provide and that's I think more of an interesting issue that if you're going to outsourcing are you going to end up with shows that would have been more suitable for Channel 7 or well, 9 this is part of my point about Crownies possibly can, I think has Channel I 9 written on say though that yeah Cr- Crownies though is, is still an anomaly an anomaly compared to all the other things that the ABC is commissioning mm-hmm. and something like Outland would never no, happen. No, absolutely never. Uh, yeah. And the uh, and so that's that's one side. On the other side, yes, the ABC has a charter to produce things that nobody else is producing, but they still need to produce things that nobody else is producing, but people are still interested in. Mm-hmm. And that's where ratings come in. Is there an audience for it at all? If something is rating like zero. Does that mean that it's really, no, really yeah. covering part that that no one else is covering, or does it just mean that it's Again, terrible? I agree with it completely. It's I, know, I agree with everything. And this is the, the problem with this argument, and the problem with the argument that we've seen taken through the uh, the the media in the last week is a week and a half. Is that everyone's looking for a it's this or it's this argument? It's it's everyone's looking at it in a binary way it's either which which Dalton's been going around arguing it's either good or it's bad if we don't do this then we won't ever have the chaser yeah but But it's either either good or it's bad and it's not it's just progress it's just moving forward in a direction that direction may end up being good it may end up being bad but the current model isn't working well, it was interesting someone pointed out that um, Spicks and Specs and the Gruen transfer, like an audience isn't going to be able to tell any difference. They're going to both think they're ABC productions. But of mm. course, the Spicks and Specs one is in-house. Gruen transfer is, is an outside production. They both fit incredibly well on the ABC. They're both, you know, very popular shows. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think there's any problem with with the model they're moving to. It is interesting, Kim Dalton got... Um, Stephen Conroy mentioned, though, that Kim Dalton said that it was to do with ABC not having the finances, which he claims is not true. Mm. Mm. Well, yes, yes and no. If you think about how much... Like, if, if the ABC's money hasn't changed much, 
but the amount that the ABC has to produce with uh, iView on, on top of everything. Yeah. Uh, and, and with their excellent web content. Because that's the other thing as well. The ABC is producing web content better than any of the independents are producing uh, web content. And I was going to say, can we help? And the new inventors, to me, aren't ABC enough to mourn the loss of. Like, you know, it's like they were nice shows, but if that money could be spent making another series of Laid or something, which yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Laid, but I would much rather there was a drama being made or something, you know, more kind of... Um, talking about funding, Conroy did say that there'd been a large increase in the funding to the ABC in 2009, um, uh, which which made that, that statement from Kim Dalton kind of more more. But that's what confusing. led to the explosion of drama we've seen in the last... Yeah, 2010, 2011. That's why we've got so much drama on telly. I think there are good things and bad things here, Brett. I think you just have to accept that. Um, it's progress. You can't fight City Hall. At the same time, uh, they are cutting a lot of uh, the technical staff as well. And so I think that uh, we have more of the snaffers uh, to look forward to that we saw where they outsourced their switching uh, facilities and uh, kept on switching to the, to, to the Q&A pre pre show uh, during media watch and things like yeah, that yeah. yeah or or to win tv again again that's uh you know those those are still teething problems that was the the use of new uh new equipment uh equipment that the abc probably could not have afforded on their own and uh and you know that's all that's all part of progress. We're, we're moving into into a different age. I think clinging to an auntie that we once had is not going to get us anywhere. Gary Postman. I have a letter for you. No, I'm just the postman. The postman. The postman. Look, just very quickly, because uh, I, I know that we've been going on for a very, very long time. Forever. I think now it is Friday. Yeah. Uh, the uh, couple of letters to box cutters. One comes from uh, one of the many Davids. Who, uh, who, who listened. Uh, team, you may have covered this, but when you were watching, say, three episodes of a show, do you, quote, skip watch, hit the fast forward key, or not within that episode? And do you multitask? Do you watch the start of Wilfred episode one, but then watch the start of Boardwalk Empire episode two, and then back for more of Wilfred? How do you watch your shows when you watch them, John? Um, I tend to sit down properly and give them my undivided attention. I will probably watch one episode at a time. Occasionally I'll watch one and, and two episodes and then the next day. I, very, I would very rarely watch all three episodes in one day, though. I'm trying to space them out a bit. And, um, yeah, I tend to kind of try and... And I, the only time I've ever skipped anything is occasionally... I know um, I, I skipped through on the sex scenes and crownies because I got bored. So um, I went, oh, it's just going to be fucking for the next minute, so that's fine. But I, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's pretty much it. I'll try and actually yeah, focus on them in a way I might not do what I normally watch television. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, sometimes, I sometimes do that, and sometimes I will, like, do an otherwise mindless task like filing mm-hmm. and, and so not give it my undivided attention, but give it my... So you're not Somewhat actually looking much attention. at the screen while you're doing your filing? Oh, I'm looking up oh, and down. Can... I'm looking up and down from the screen. Uh, but yeah, it's if it's if it's a show that I really am uh, am enjoying. It, it depends. It it actually it depends on the show. Uh, but I will never stop halfway through a show and then go back to it. No. Uh, if I stop halfway through a show, it's probably because I hate it, and I just will never go back to it at all. I sit about uh, two to three feet away from from uh, the screen and and am fully immersed in it and do nothing else. Uh, maybe maybe if I'm eating, um, having some dinner, 
there. Then, then you will eat. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it, it it completely dominates my my entire view. Um, it won't. So so I'll do an entire episode. Generally, I'll I'll probably go to another show in between. Um, Especially if you're unless watching I'm week loving to week. it, unless I'm loving it. But so, if you're watching the show week to week, you can't. You, you're not going to not watch anything for the rest of that week until the show comes up. Oh again. No, 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 certainly not. No. Uh, and uh, also, uh, Ben Harris Roxas writes in, "Dear Boscas, I was wondering if John has any insights into when Outland might screen on ABC. I know he has no control over this, but any tips would be great." It was the greatest uh, show on ABC TV <laughs> last year. Well, you mentioned Didn't that. You um, it, it is. Uh, look, I, I like to say that TV shows are like taxis, and ABC is like King Street at four AM on a Saturday morning. They'll come along. Eventually, you just have to wait. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I genuinely don't know. That's the thing, too. It's it's a complete mystery how this stuff is. It still slated for some time this year. It, look, it could well be next year because I just think mathematically they're still. I think as far as I know, the ABC is still gung ho on that idea that there are two slots on a Wednesday night. That's where comedy goes. And seeing as Gruen transfers ten weeks, and I mean, I, I, I just do maths. I just keep going. Well, that's going to be. I know Frank Woodley's show is still ahead of us. The thing is, um. It's still going pretty much in order. I did see a website going, oh, it must have been shelved. But um, like, like the Judith Lucy show was being filmed before. They've just they've had this. Mm-hmm. And, and Frank's. And Frank's was, started filming like just before. Hours. So this is the thing. Is like they, these shows are still all coming. The ABC does have a huge blackout period over summer, I believe. I won't play anything. Yeah, yeah and, and the ABC, being being the public broadcaster, their, their summer goes from around about mid-October I through it does. until yeah. mid-March. I mean, yeah, hopefully we might be coming up in September, but I don't know. Uh, September this year? Well, September this year is my, go up against my the, hope. You don't but, want to go up against the London Olympics. But, uh, you know, I think it may well be next year now. I don't know. I just don't know. If you watch one If I was going to watch one thing this week, considering that we're recording this on uh, Wednesday, I've gone for a proper week, and I would watch Slide or Slide. What? Well, it's capital S, capital L, little I, capital D, capital E. So, Slide on uh, Fox 8. What is that? Well, it's a brand new Australian show, Mm -hmm. John, on Fox, about five friends uh, in Brisbane, five young people living in Brisbane, living the life, and, uh, and, and their adventures. That's all I know. There are, there are posters on, uh, on bus stops all over the place. I wonder if it's connected to the woman who made All My Friends Are Leaving Brisbane, because I've heard that's very good. Oh, I don't know. There, there's a woman who's she's based in Queensland. She's made, I think, two or three romantic comedies so far, and they've not got much of a wide release at all. And they get mentioned in a lot of those articles about why don't we make romantic comedies, because apparently hers are quite good. And, um, and that would seem, hopefully, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, around about 7.30, 7.35 on Tuesday night on Fox 8. I'm uh, checking out Suits, which apparently we're going to review next week. Yes. Uh, it's on Channel uh, 7, I believe. Uh, I didn't mark it down there. 9.40 uh, on Monday. If I can watch anything, I'm hoping to watch a man repair my television because it stopped working the other night. It turns itself on and off and on and off repeatedly. Apparently, it's, it's a known problem for that type of plasma screen. Oh, really? That's a I, plasma. It's not, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, plasma. Not a, it's not a known problem for 99? For for my my kitten, yeah, no, no, no. We thought it might be her originally because she's you know evil. She's whiskers McPie, the bad idea's kitten. But no, this is um, 
a, a known problem. We did ha- have a go because we you mentioned the West Wing last week when we've we've been watching all of it. I, I've just got caught up in again after Priyani's, and uh, we did try watching an episode of the West Wing where every minute it would switch itself <laughs> off and we'd pause and then wait for it to come back on again and then press play. Oh, I've seen that episode. I doesn't, hated it. Doesn't quite work. Um, alternately, uh, I will possibly be watching Greg the Bunny, which is on my computer and which we showed clips from at the Muppets thing in Acme, and I haven't got around to watching yet. Right. So. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Uh, I wanted to say at the end of the letters segment that if you want to send us a letter, you can hooray at boxcutters.net or click on the contact us link. That's Porky Pork. On, uh, on, on boxcutters.net, which is the website where we have uh, excellent articles and uh, feedback yep. and comments yep. and it's pictures. It's a very sexy site. And it, it really is. Yeah. And, uh, and this week we had, uh, if you want to know what we look like, there's a brand new family portrait up on uh, on boxcutters.net. You can check it out. Actually, yeah. actually, very quickly became the most popular part of the site. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's weird how how young we look in the, those old ones now. I know, but, yeah. I know, and I look back so long ago because the the last portrait we had, I realised was uh, 2007. Yes. I was still with uh, still with Ross. Ross. That, yeah, that was Ross. Felt on like the longer ago. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because Ross wasn't walking at that point, was he? Uh, He was still a toddler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, back then. Yeah. Back then. Uh, So that's uh, that's my pork. Hey, Toby Halligan's here with Trotters. Oh, hey. Oh, what? Uh, Just quick, and and it just came to me. I I meant to make a note. Uh, uh, I've heard, people have told me that Winners and Losers has got better. I'm not going to go watch it. I want the listeners to let us know. If if they can put themselves through three episodes uh, contemporarily, well, you know what? Let's get Courtney to watch it. I, watched I don't a, want to do that. Do I watched know? an episode of Nothing Trivial when I was in New Zealand, which is um, obviously an attempt to get that same winners and losers. Um, what's the other one? The same people. Brownies. Packed to the Rafters. Packed to the vibe, Which was just really annoying because uh, nothing Trivial X has a brilliant premise and they've done nothing with it. Because anyway. I had some ladies hey, on the street over the week <sighs> rave to me about it. You know who else could rave to you if you would let him speak? That man over there in Toby. the corner whose microphone I will turn on. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's turning on your mic, Toby. Are you going to do his intro? No, there's no time. <laughs> I just, I like to, I like to watch John. I just think one day he's going to rub his whole face so off. like... So I'm being taken hostage. That means that's the pigs with the trotters. Yeah, no, I, I, I did gather that. Toby, um, Toby Halligan, what are the five nerdiest things you can tell us? Um, well, the first thing I was going to say is that uh, this week's um, uh, segment of Trotters is brought to you by the Halbalah organisation. You know? It's a little less terroristy than Hezbollah, but like Hezbollah, it is broadcast through Sweden and does sometimes include racist puppets. You know? <laughs> The puppets target the Swiss, who I think are a pretty legitimate target. So, look, there are quite a few really good nerdy things, right? And I got quite caught up uh, tracking them down. And so a lot of them aren't from TV at all. They're from shirts like, or from films. Like, there are only ten people in the world, those who understand binary and those who don't. See, that's a written joke. Though. I know it is. It is. That's but nice it's nonetheless. It's yeah. a, then there's Carpe Diem, sees the Dungeon Master. Um, there was quite a good... <laughs> I, like uh, I know, I like it. There's quite a good quote from Liz Lemon from oh, 30 Rock. Um, if I've learned anything from my Sims family, when a child doesn't see his father enough, he starts to jump up and down. Then his mood level will drop until he pees himself. Um, there's a corker from Yoda Empire Strikes Back No Try not Do or do not 
There is no try. Um, there's a good one, man. A uh, good one from Superman Two. Kneel before Zod, which I just thought, like in isolation, was just one of those funny. Um, I, of course- I, I, I want to mention on that one. I was for some odd reason looking up Newstopia clips on YouTube the other day, and there is this clip of Sean McAuliffe doing an J- ad for Zod Kitchen. Yes, in, in which for no reason, there's no joke in this, but it's hilarious. He's wandering around this kitchen and done up as Zod. That's, and, the, that's and the joke. And the two, and the, and the two others are done as his sidekicks, just wandering around, going, "Look at Zod's amazing." features and taps it's just oh, hilarious that, that, that is the joke what yeah. do you mean there's no joke the whole thing is joke it's 100% joke but there's no particular it's just a surreal com- concept it's oh, not an actual uh, you know he's just a genius I miss Newstopia I spent a whole bunch of time last week um, watching and re-watching um, his acceptance speech for the 2010 Silver Logie oh, yep. um, where he read out Lawrence Olivier yes. <laughs> it was just amazing one of the best speeches ever I think the, the quote to uh, uh, finish off the nerdy quotes is from Dennis the Peasant in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Supreme executive of power derived from the mandate from the masses, not from some farcical aquatic ceremony. I just... That watery bent. Yeah. (laughs) It actually was quite hard to find geeky TV quotes. Like, I put in as many search terms as I could think of. No, no, I actually just wanted you to say the five nerdiest things that came to mind. And that's, and and you did, you you outdid that. Yeah. You you quoted Monty Python and Star Wars, so you've done quite well. Yeah. And Superman 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was also. Because it's um, the best one. I know. It really is. It really is a weird one, isn't it? Another good one is obviously Khan from. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, Rath of yeah. Um I also thought I would mention that I actually have a yin yang tramp stamp. Do you? Go, yeah, a little interesting little factoid. Now, look, obviously. You, you 18 year olds. I know. Is, it, is it in the drinker. tramp stamp position? Yeah, yeah, oh, it actually okay. is. I know. Oh, yeah. Right, right. How big is it? Size of a quarter? No, it's bigger than that. It's, I don't know. That is big. <laughs> that is big. I've seen it recently. I don't regularly look at my own backside. Um,. So, look, uh, obviously we've already had a lot of news, so I've kind of cut this back and tried to keep it really brief. So the story we were talking about before regarding the the survey that um, CBS has cooperated with Nielsen to do, I thought it might be interesting just to put that in context because it actually was a very significant survey. So for that, they interviewed 7,000 people and they presented them with more than 150 questions, right? Which doesn't sound like a lot in the context of the total US population. But compare that to the the census. Well, but yeah, true. But when you put it in the context of the system that Nielsen users um, of meters in the United States where they actually, there's only 25,000 American households included in ah. Nielsen's system. Or at least there were in 2009. I don't have any reason to think that's changed. That's of um, 114,500,000 total TV watching households. So that represents 0.02183% wow. of the total TV watching. So in that context, the survey is incredibly significant. Because would, would that have a class bias as well? Do you reckon the people being surveyed would tend to be middle class I don't higher? think it would. I think they'd probably go to a lot of effort to ensure there's a spread. Okay. You'd, you'd presume so, um, just because obviously poor people buy stuff too. Like, so obviously yeah, I'm just wondering whether they go, oh, I don't want to go to that neighbourhood. It's, it's, I don't you know. think they would. Do you know okay. what I mean? Like, um, uh, you'd presume like it influenced the decisions advertisers make, but when it comes to acquiring the raw data, mm-hmm. that um, they just want to find out, you know, who's watching what. Um, so, and to put it in context, in Australia, um, Oztam, uh, the there's only three thousand and thirty-five. Um, homes that have kind of Oztam services. Um, so, so per capita, a little bit more than, definitely than, far more than the US. Absolutely, uh, much much more. So it's kind of much more representative compared to the US because that's an absurd figure, zero point zero two. 
100%. Anyway, there you go. Um, I just thought that might be interesting to throw out. Uh, the other thing we were talking about before was local content quotas. Um, uh, uh, we discussed it quite briefly. One interesting thing um, I thought I'd kind of point out is that so they're only for their primary channels. Um, so uh, these um, figures I got are actually only estimates based on the first week of 2010, but those estimates suggested that uh, the proportion of local content on Go was only 3.2%, uh, Seven Networks 7.2 was only 15.1%, and Network 10's 1HD was only 14.3%. And um, the reason why there's kind of a, a, a bit of a difficulty with the government imposing local content restrictions um, on the multi-channel environment, um, mainly because of the free trade agreement with the United States, which as part of that, um, the federal government is able to regulate and impose that cap of 55% on the main channels. But they're only actually able to apply it to, I think it's three channels each or something. Like it wasn't actually quite clear based on the analysis that I was reading. But basically, the free trade agreement restricts the capacity for the Australian government, I think, to make impositions on the, the other channels. Sorry. So I know that's all a bit... But um, there you go. No, no, I'm just back to the whole... And we all thought it was a bad idea at the time. Mm. It was. It was. Yeah. It, it also, it also restricts uh, our ability to have generic drugs uh, Absolutely, brought, the brought in in a timely manner. Um, uh, also, I thought I'd very briefly mention, too, that um, one of the other kind of tricks the networks are able to use is they are able to utilise New Zealand programs. That's actually resolved. So yes. they, they did get resolved, did it? In, uh, in but they use quite a lot of New Zealand they, programs. In, uh, the reason it got resolved the way it did was based on a 1998 High Court decision um, because Australia has a closer economics relations agreement with New Zealand um, that means that, yeah, basically, long, long explanation short... Yeah, New Zealand content does get counted. So it was example, one of the it was one of the fears of the free trade agreement with with the US that we were going to have to count US content yeah. as Australian local content. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, for example, shows like Border Patrol, Motorway Patrol, that are Kiwi made, Wild Vets, The Zoo. I, I haven't actually seen any of these shows, but um, they they all count under Australian. It's kind content of odd, even 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 odder than I think. Odd that we don't uh, take as much Kiwi drama. Like, like there is there is more Kiwi programming out there that we don't show. Shortland's true. No, no, things, well, things like the cult and you know, there's a lot of this quite high end stuff that's in some ways say, better than ours. There was and such that we don't outrage, uh, funnily enough, with outrageous fortune when Channel Nine tried to claim it as as local content. Josh wanted to send all Australian writers over to New Zealand and said, just just suck it up. If you want to work, go over to New Zealand. That was that was essentially Josh's argument, wasn't it? Josh? Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, that was uh, yep. sure. Yep. Uh, I, I did. I did. Oh, actually I'm not say, against it. Anyone I listening d- from a New Zealand production company wants to give me a kick. I, I, I did actually. I did actually say. Well, if uh, if the work is in New Zealand, then that's where people will go. People well, will that, go to New Zealand. That's to, what I just said to, about the ABC thing shutting down Perth. Yeah, yeah. That's, so it's right. Same it difference. just it, it kind of it kind of makes sense. And uh, and at the time. Uh, Marie Cardi disagreed with me, and then three months later took a job in a city she didn't want to live with, she didn't, didn't want to live in because there was a job there. So uh, yes, She's I was back. I was proven and vindicated, but oh, the, uh, vindicated. <laughs> okay. Uh, the uh, and have not had her on the show again to uh, argue with me because she makes me cry. Um, the but 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 the thing is. People didn't like the idea that New Zealand content would be counted as Australian content and uh, therefore the networks tend not to do it as openly 
as they <coughs> as they did, and the and the way they do it not openly is by not including including in their first run drama content. Uh, but as far as overall content, yeah, they clearly still fill out screens with uh, things like Highway Patrol that uh, we just don't notice. They had the Kiwi uh, the 10 years younger in 10 days. Yeah. Can I take a quick border security? I know this show's going forever, but it just because just you mentioned it's, border security. I've, I've given up actually ending the show now. Yeah, it's I've definitely given it's going to go. Um, coming back through the airport. Do um, you mind if I record the gig guide while we <laughs> keep yeah. on going? Coming okay. back through Telemarine the other day, and uh, there were big signs up, as they often are, saying, we're filming border security, you may be filmed. And keep the, it in your pants. Yeah, the woman and the counter, um, we made some comment to her and the, the immigration officer, and she said, oh, yeah, they don't, they don't like Melbourne. Apparently Melbourne's considered a really boring airport for border security that they, they would prefer not to film like, nothing ever happens apparently mm. in melbourne airport and um the one they like most i think was somewhere in i mean it's brisbane but it turns out there are there are certain certain airports are overrepresented on border security because they have right. dodgy people go through them well, apparently melbourne, not dodgy it makes sense doesn't it i guess because yeah. brisbane's much closer to the rest of the world whenever i'm at the and airport full of queenslanders whenever i'm at the airport and i see and i see people i see people um, putting like boxes that are sellotaped and then and then have glad wrap on them and then more and then more sellotape and they're kind of just shoving them onto the conveyor belts uh onto uh to, to get onto airplanes i look at them and i think you're just trying to get on tv aren't you <laughs> <laughs> no that's just so the baggage handlers don't slip a a, a a baggie full of dope yeah into your remember that, board remember that drug dealer went like overseas with a, with a bag full of drugs and then apparently that. someone tried to put something into it oh <laughs> Is that is that what happened? Anyway, what else have you got there? What else you got? That's all. That's, that's actually it. all. That's I'm it. Just focused on that. Well, that finally that's brings us to the nice. end of box cutters. I think by now it's two hundred eighty-three, isn't it? <laughs> brings us to the end of box cutters, episode two hundred and seventy-four. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. I'm John Richards. I'm Toby Allegan. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to box cutters. Catch us again next week, same bad time. No. Same bad channel. Yes. And hey. Let's be careful out there. Box Cutters is produced by Josh Canal with Brett Cropley and John Richards. Brett Cropley is our audio engineer. Peter Wilson coaxes all the bits out of our servers. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell everyone you know and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That will help other people find us and would mean a lot. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world. Find them in Melbourne, Australia on 102.7 FM or at rrr.org.au. There are lots of ways you can contact us, and you'll find them all at our website at boxcutters.net. From this Friday, 6 o'clock, uh, the Triple uh, Radiothon kicks off uh, 9388-1027. I thought you were going to say the gig guide. Six, <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> 6 o'clock Friday, uh, the punters. And, and do remember, it's not 94192066. I did almost ring that number. Uh-huh. I did almost ring that <laughs> so, number So what's the number again? 9388-1027. What's that number again? RRR.org.au. 3881027. 9388-1027. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters.